What is up, people? I hope you guys are having an absolutely amazing day. Welcome back. No, you are not crazy. Yes, things are getting nuts out there, but dear friend, you have found a place where you can come on in, take a load off, and be refreshed with just a little common freaking sense. I'm Chris. And I'm Eric. I'm coming in this week. Uh, Tucker Carlson's back, baby, and he's breaking Yay! the internet. Hey, save some for the rest of us, man. Save some clicks right. for over here. Uh, let's see. What else we got going on? Uh the, a new anti-gay law was signed into legislation in Uganda. But the real question here is, where is Uganda? Uh, we've got uh, the president's son uh, picking up a flag for an issue that's near and dear to my heart, 2A. He's not the 2A hero that we need, but he may be the 2A hero we deserve. We've got all that coming at you this week and more on Common Freaking Sense. As we do each week, we like to start with the big idea. And this week, yeah. <laughs> the big idea is just how in the world did we get here? You know, I look out my window and I'm seeing like things are just absolutely nuts. And it just kind of feels like we're, we're Thelma and Louising ourselves off this cliff. You know, There's do you, that do you... phrase again, Thelma and Louising. Uh, just for people who never saw the movie, would you, you know, you kind of want to explain that there just a second? No, I absolutely refuse. If you don't get that reference, then you're probably at least as young as I am. Do yourself a favor, <laughs> dust off your Blockbuster membership card, go out, find. <laughs> Dumbling Louise and then watch it to the end or just, you know, skip to the end. You'll see the scene that I'm talking about. But do you feel the okay. do you feel the free fall? You know what I'm talking about? You can kind of sense oh, it, right? It's not oh, just yeah. Me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I uh, right now there's a uh, out on Christian um, airwaves or, or Christian streaming. There's this one particular meme. I find it absolutely hilarious. This woman's bent over staring out her driveway oh, yeah. and she's like, <laughs> you know, I'm looking to see what part of Revelations we're living today. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, yeah. I, <laughs> but it, straight up, straight up. I mean, you you talk about heading over the cliff and a car, two females. Well, yeah, we're not, we you know, I'm not not putting it in our our headlines this week. But I saw that uh, what Elon Musk is getting ready to move forward with his Neuralink thing and actually get human trials started. He's going to start I merging man and machine. Uh, not not this old boy, dude. You ain't putting a plug in my head. No chips and uh, I've seen the Matrix. Not doing uh -huh. it. <laughs> but no, anyway, I am not but, a battery. But, you know, I thought that maybe because you've got a few more lived days on the calendar, as it were, than I have. So I thought it might be beneficial to kind of pause X where we're at. Right. And, and maybe rewind a little bit and hit some of the red letter points in history over the past, like maybe two decades to be like, dude, how in the world did we get here? How did things get this bad? Right. OK, I got one for you. You were there. Um and and this is systemic, but uh, doing youth group work and we on Wednesdays, I would have uh, we ran a school uh, in our church. And when Wednesdays would hang around, we would do youth group after that. Um, after the first three of them, I'm realizing the kids weren't going home. They were just staying there. So I said, you know what, let's feed them. 
Uh, if they're going to be there, let's feed them. And so uh, we did the first. Uh, so this is now six weeks later. We've done three of these, and everybody's just running around like a bunch of wild Indians. And I finally said, whoa, no, whoa. We're, like we're, a bunch of wild First Nations. Nations. Oh, okay. Yeah. Smack my hands. Go ahead. Anyway. <laughs> Somebody so, um, is going to get and so I said to the group, no, we're going to sit down and we're going to eat like a family. I got 14 kids, teenagers, right? And all 14 of them, except for those related to me that happened to be there, um, all 14 went and just got this really deer in the headlight stare. And I said, you guys don't know what it means to sit down and eat as a family, right? I mean, you get around the table, the food, we, you, you sit down and you eat. And all of a sudden, every one of them started going, no, I take my food and go to the room. I take my food and go somewhere else. Um, no, I eat before my mom and dad get home. So, I mean, we don't do that stuff. And this, this sounds really funny, but that particular thing of the family and and this is just one item basically the breakdown of the family is actually the entire of it but that one thing where a family doesn't come together and connect around a table there's behavior is learned there manners is learned there which is an extension of behavior it's not just behavior it's that's manners um uh conversationalist is is learned there there's so many things that's learned around that table Family structure is learned at that table. Um, what spoons are really meant to, you, to be for are, is etiquette. learned at the yeah, table. Yeah, etiquette, I think, is the word you're looking for, right? But, <laughs> pro but I mean, proper etiquette. How many people don't actually know how to properly set a table? You know, it's like, well, actually, fork goes on the left and the knife and the spoon. Goes, <laughs> but that, mm -hmm. that's a thing, you know, and I remember, All you know, thanks to you, you actually so made me learn that. Skill that comes in super handy now. And you really did skip over what I meant when I said uh, what a spoon is really used for at a table. No, I did not skip over it. I ignored it. Ignored it. <laughs> said, anyway. This man used to beat me over the head with spoons if I messed up. Anyway, um, but I'm just using the table as an example. It's the breakdown of the family in general. Um, you know, so many things are learned around the dinner table and the breakfast table, um, but it's not even practiced in our, in our current culture. And so family is broken down. So if you really want to know how we got here, family breakdown, I would, uh, I would argue too, and this is a little bit before my time. Um, but I, I think the Supreme court decision, right. Uh, removing the Bible from schools, I mean, absolutely has to be just didn't a, remove Bible. Oh, excuse didn't me. remove the Bible. Okay, uh, prayer. prayer. Correct prayer. All right, thank you. I, I appreciate that. But I mean, removing prayer from schools, right? And then I'm always very quick to point out, uh, only for one religion, right? You know, if you're if you're a Buddhist or or a, a Jew or a Muslim, which one of the five tenets of Muslims uh, or Islam, excuse me, is praying five times a day, right? You absolutely are allowed to do that in schools, but only if you're a Christian, right? Thanks to the Supreme Court, because uh, 
We have a uh, separation of church and state reference Thomas Jefferson in his letter to the Danbury Baptist Convention in which he wasn't go back and look that up. I'm not going to do a whole dissertation it's not, on it here. Your but that's, point, your that's point the reference. Is, is it's not in the Constitution. It's not in the Constitution. Correct. Uh, by any Correct. means, but to me as you're as you're looking back, right, on the slippery on the slide down the slippery slope that we have, removing prayer from schools is absolutely a a stamp in history of you know, or a, or a, a, a post in the ground where you can look back and go, okay, there's a point where I can definitely see where we started getting way off center, right? As you're looking back at the trajectory. Sure. That happened in the late sixties. I was, uh, in elementary school in the seventies and the first few years of when I was in elementary school, we actually were still having prayers. I went to school in the Bible belt, Kentucky, uh, we were actually having prayers read over the intercom on Monday. Actually, they did it five days a week back then. Then it got slivered down to just Monday. Then it went out. Um, but when I was in elementary school, even though that law had been passed, they were still doing it in defiance, at least for a little while afterwards. This is a little bit of a side question, too. But how much of that do you think was just like one uh diehard Christian person standing in the gap going like, no, we will continue to pray in school. Like right up until like that one individual finally left that that elementary school was like, okay, finally, we don't have to do this prayer thing anymore. You think that's how it went? Or do you think it was just like they slowly voted on it at the school board meetings like each time to, no. to chisel it away a little bit? Well, okay. Had a unique elementary school system uh, that I went to. Um, the two towns merged together for their school system to become the Erlanger Ellesmere school district. Um, the only Ellesmere school in the district was the elementary school that I went to. All the rest of the schools were in Erlanger. And so we gave the only town, the woman who ran that school district was hired in the 1930s to be a school marm for all of the Ellesmere school district. And as it started growing beyond what they could do, which is the reason why they merged. In fact, she was still alive and serving as principal, but when they named the school after her because of her long-term service there, uh, Dorothy Howell. And, and I knew Mrs. Howell. Uh, she was my uh, elementary school principal up until I was in the third grade. So I knew her first, second, and third grade. Wonderful, wonderful lady. lady. I mean, I mean, and I would say that probably seventy percent of her staff was in agreement with her. So it was, it was, it was no big deal. That's that's why they continued to do it. New principal came in. Principal, you know, the school district said you will follow the rules. And that's when it started going downhill. But as long as she was still in the school during all that time, um, even the um, district, they didn't mess with her in that one solo school over in that other school district. So a lot of what you're saying is, is true. I, um, I didn't even know that. I was just, uh, that that's both very encouraging and somewhat hilarious because I was just like, could you imagine if it was just this one person championing this cause? But you know, I, that actually really builds me up because people you, you're familiar with the terms like to be red pilled, to be black pilled. I've heard them, but I, but I don't think everybody's using them the same. So I'm, oh, I don't get not. the same vibe. Okay. <laughs> so but I, I've, to me. well, I, I've heard black pilled, which is the one that I want to reference right now is the idea that, uh, 
doom and gloom and you know like nothing this, it it can't be fixed uh, we're all going to lose there's no it's very it's nihilism right in uh when you, when you put nihilism into practice it, it is to be blackpilled but what does it all mean and all does it matter you can't change anything you're small and insignificant right kind of kind of idea uh but when you hear stories like that you do realize like no one person can make a difference and then like here you are all these years later looking back at something in your life going no when i was in elementary school we absolutely still prayed and i still remember that it made an impact on my life and then come to find out that that was the decision of an individual that that had that albeit a little bit of power very small amount of power but with what she had she you know she put that into oh, practice man. and Is think about any... how many people uh that decision uh, how many people's lives were touched by that decision, which is pretty cool. Uh, you, idea. you know, you based, you said one thing and here's a very interesting concept. That is what is the power to influence one person's life? Let, let's, let's take a look at this from two angles from good and evil. The one person who influenced DL Moody, he was a Sunday school teacher and that one person that influenced D.L. Moody goes on – D.L. Moody goes on to have this uh, great uh, uh, re outreach and, and persuading people to Christianity, okay, versus against the one person who had the influence on Adolf Hitler. Oh, <laughs> whoa! Other side of the spectrum there. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going for the opposites. But what is the power of that of the influence of one individual? Mm, yeah. be, it, be it one way or the other, however you want to well, see it. It's the whole idea behind the script of It's a Wonderful Life. If you guys haven't watched that, what are you doing with your <laughs> life? Definitely watch It's a Wonderful Life. But that's the idea, right? George Bailey. Uh, see, George, you one of the lines in the end of the movie, one of the famous lines. See, George, you really had a wonderful life. Don't you see what a mistake it would be to throw it all? Throw away? it away, right? But it, it's it's the ability to have, and how powerful is it? How powerful is it to be, you know, the one to rock the cradle? We think of so many mothers because come through Mother's Day, we think of mothers being insignificant, right? As a, a, a stay-at-home mom. Um, mm. it, it's something my wife struggles with all the time, you know, and that is, I feel insignificant because all I do is get housework done and, but the kids are safe, they're fed and yet the influence that she has on them. And right now, something that I desperately want, I'm jealous of what she's doing. She is having influence on my grandchildren mm. and on a certain set that we don't get to see, but she's, she's a assisting in their home situation. And so for the past six weeks, she's been living with them, uh, helping out her, her daughter in love who is, uh, having a, 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 a pre-labor, uh, in her pregnancy and, um, wish you all the best. That off. Wish, wish her all Shout the best. Shout out to you. You know who you are. <laughs> and, uh, um, but in that process, she is getting to be that hand, to rock the cradle and how powerful is that? And we think about all these moms who are insignificant and I'm sure somebody's watching this show. You need to call your mom, give her a hug and say, thank you. Uh, because Stop of the all influence. this madness, your mama's been asking about you. Go back home. <laughs> give her a hug.
<laughs> it's true that in how powerful is individual influence over an individual life? Because we all we have no idea what that life's going to do. Right. Yeah. No, there's no way to know. Yeah, circling back around to the to the original. Oh no! Topic Did you about, just circle back? Oh uh, well, no. I said uh, circling around. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Okay. Yeah. So, but uh, you know, and um, <laughs> you were you were talking about mothers. Uh, so this is a perfect segue into. I, I think that another huge red letter point on just how we got here was uh, the Roe v. Wade decision. Uh, and for for a couple of reasons, I think it, you've got the United States federal government cramming down on states, right, which is basically telling states that, you know, you don't have the right to govern yourselves. And on certain issues, we as the federal government are going to cram from the top down uh, these certain issues to tell you how you can and cannot govern and legislate yourselves. Uh, and then on the on the cultural side, you've got this idea that we as a nation are saying that we believe that it is uh, not just good, uh, but necessary uh, to enshrine abortion um, into the realm of what we consider health care. So there's so so much that was going on. Right, right well, when I say health care, let me put up the air quotes. But there was so much that was going on with that decision. Uh, and that's uh, what Roe v. Wade, that's uh, 70s, right? Uh, mid mid to late 70s, I believe. Uh, so, 74. Okay, somebody's going to, I was like, somebody, somebody, some keyboard warrior was going to snipe me on that one. But um, that... I would also argue is a huge stamp on the history of the United States as to it's like, you know, as we're tumbling down this cliff, you can point back at that one, too, and be like, yeah, that was that definitely was one of the one of the. Well, points. OK, so let's let me just throw a little bit of a biblical view at that. Um, God judged nations in the Old Testament for sacrificing their children at the altar of false gods. Um <laughs> Abortion is nothing less. Whoa, now. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm. Oh, my word. Those women would throw their babies into pits fires. with spikes in them and into the fire. How the fire. barbaric. Yeah, we have okay. ours cut out of us with metal instruments like a modern civilized nation. <laughs> yeah. ah, wow. You just spoke volumes. <laughs> I way to pull it together. <laughs> um. <laughs> Next time, well, put a bow you, around. Well, Next time, put a bow around it, will you? <laughs> well, when you say it like that, it sounds a lot worse than it is. <laughs> than it really is. Mm. I mean, thank you for a shot of reality. Um, you you spoke. I mean, truth to power, dude. <laughs> I, I I I got nothing to add to that. You 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 gave it color. You 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 raised it from the dead. I mean, come on, man. Yeah. Um, you know. It's absolutely true. It's absolutely as vulgar as you made it. And I, you know, and um, I'll tell you now, nah, I'm not going to go into it. You did well. Um, <laughs> no, well, sometimes, I, I so many sometimes when it's, when it, no, I got you. Sometimes when it's wrapped up nicely, you're like, and you know what? I'm just going to leave this one here and walk away for the next guy to come along. Um, uh, get, you know, two minutes, two minutes left. You ready what, for this? We can do. Oh, you know. hey. Boom. All right. Yeah. Oh, my, yeah, the mic dropped. So so two, two minutes left. What do you think? I, I know we talked about taking prayer out of schools. We talked about uh, Roe v. Wade. Uh, what, what would you think would be like another just stake in the ground, uh, red letter point in history that you think that really started that, that got us to where we are now? Uh, the great deal. 
Uh, anybody knows their history, the great deal, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, uh, or as they called him back in that time period, Roosevelt. Um, he gave us this great deal. I do understand our, our elderly and other people didn't have any social network to, to fall back on. Mm -hmm. So we ended up getting the great deal. And when it originally started, this it is the was uh, there. two chickens in every pot and a car in every garage. No, that was is Herbert it, Hoover excuse me. before him. Excuse me. I apologize. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I only know that because of the conversations I had with my grandmother who actually lived during that time period. It's not research. I mean, when that woman would tell me about these, I, she would either say it with great gusto or every now and then she'd run against a president and you well, knew she didn't like her because yeah. she had great disdain. Well, a lot, of people, a lot of people do forget that you go right before World War II, you've got uh, the Great Depression. Mm -hmm. those, those, two things, those two things are coming like right on the heels of each other. And so I think one ends up overshadowing the other, and you, you well, tend to look back with rose-colored glasses, and you forget one for the other. 1914, World War I, 1929, Great Depression, 1942. Actually, in Europe, it already started in 1940. Uh, and the Blitzkrieg happened in 41, but we didn't get into the war until 42. So, so 14, 29, 42, I mean, you, you just seeing the, the decades gaps in between each I mean, one of those it's things. almost like war is good business. One could argue. Thank you, William Shatner. <laughs> <laughs> But I wouldn't say that. Um, no, but there are things that war back then caused because we weren't global. Real quick, so, I didn't pull that all the way together. I saw that time clock going off. Let me let me pull that last thought together. Why was the New Deal um, a part of that fourth thing? Because of what the New Deal became when we started government handouts it started us down the road of impoverishing people and keeping them impoverished because people get a choice. I'll give you a check, do nothing. Okay. And that's where, that's where our social security system has come, but it started what seemed to be good intentions. That's why everybody was for it, but this is what it's turned into. There you All right, guys. So we're going to head straight into who's who and what's new. This is when uh, we're going to rapid fire uh, the latest headlines of the week and give you guys our impression of just what's going on out and there. And remember, this truly is organic, so some things I have, he has selected all of them. If there are things that I have read, I do not know what he has selected, so I might not know anything about some of these things. Okay. Here we go. But here we go. He's back, guys! Yay! Tucker Carlson. Yeah. Okay, All okay. right. And like a fat kid at a birthday party, he is gobbling up every click in sight. Save one you know, for the rest of us, man, down here at the bottom. I'm just trying to feed my kids, Tucker. But anyway, Tucker Carlson <laughs> launches his first episode. Uh, and you can see how big mad, you know, CNN is about this. They're just coming out all just just swinging. Oh, it's low budget. You know, Twitter. He's, he's talking <laughs> about conspiracy theories. Did you get to watch his his? His new uh, episode I, I, of his new show? 
I got to I got see to about, see about one, one minute of the ten, of the ten minutes. The ten minutes. Okay. So I got to see, I got to some, see of some of it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I and, and, and the and argument the that, I that I saw went exactly, exactly to that. To that. It was a internet news thing that was uh, trying to chew him up. Yeah. And so they were bringing out, but they quoted all the rest of the rely, um, not reliable news sources. One one call. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> They, all the other um, legacy news sources, mm. and uh, and of course, you know, said it was just average because it had nothing glitzy. Okay, well, I'm here's thinking, the thing: the I one heard... minute I watched him, I was listening for what he had to say. I didn't even realize there wasn't anything running on the bottom. Whoa, <laughs> <laughs> oh. whoa! <laughs> now, so what I heard, right, and take this with a grain of salt. Uh, is 65 million views and counting, at least as of the point that we're recording this. They're saying okay. that he got 65 million views. Now, there's a little bit of contention as to what counts as a view on Twitter. Uh, some people are saying if it just scrolls across your screen, then boom, Twitter counts it as a view. But uh, who knows? 65 million, they're saying and counting. Uh, Here's the either, telltale. Either line. way, by Here's far more views statistic. than he got on Fox, right? Here's He's reaching the telltale. More Here's the telltale st statistic. 20 million in 24 hours. Wow. It's it's incredible. Either that, way, that's not a scroll across the screen. Yeah. No, you're right. That's it, because of the time period that that's there. I mean, I can't say a few of them aren't, but that is intentional. Yeah. All that's right. what that says. Uh, Common Freaking Sense is also on Twitter, guys. Follow us at Common Freaking Sense. Last thing I'm going to say uh, about that story, and it was actually written there on, in that article, so thanks for the shout-out, CNN, on that one. Hey, uh, thank you. Hey, all right. Uh, moving right along, uh, don't know if you saw this one, but uh, Biden and Senator Cruz are agreeing on something for the first time, I think, that I've maybe ever seen uh and they've united they've united against the anti-lgbtq elemental p batman symbol you know law that uh, was put into place in uganda uh because that's a thing that everybody really cares about is what's going on in uganda uh and apparently this law does include the death penalty now what's really funny here is buried down in about paragraph two let me scroll down here just a little bit uh yeah it's all about yeah so the measure, which has faced condemnation throughout the world, defines, quote, aggravated homosexuality as cases of sexual relations involving people infected with HIV, as well as with minors and other categories of vulnerable people. So what they're calling this anti-gay anti law, uh, the Ugandans are defining as people aggravatedly raping other individuals when they know that they themselves are infected with HIV or aggravatedly homosexually raping minors. Now, if that bothers you, and good. <laughs> but, you know, what? Uh, I think what really stuck out to me about this story uh, is just how quickly the entire establishment rallied together to be like, huh, that's bigoted. That's anti-gay. And okay. they all rushed to their phones to tweet out about it. And it was like, you, you guys couldn't have taken the extra 30 seconds to read what this law actually was. Or alternatively, they knew exactly what it was. And they're hoping that you don't take the extra 30 seconds to go find it out. 
Well, and and let's just throw in um, just a just a hair bit of hypocrisy. Are you ready for this? Most states have a very similar law in the United States. <laughs> yeah, if if uh, I remember that's my the triggered one face <laughs> that started it, I can't remember what state that it was in, but uh, police went to go arrest somebody, and and he intentionally started spitting on the police. Mm, that's and, never happened to me when I worked in a hospital. And then, um, the re, you know, it's like, man, why are you doing this? And the guy's guy just said it right as he was being arrested. I have AIDS, so and I hope you get it too. Yeah, yeah. And when he made that statement, boom! Somebody said there ought to be a law, and you know, so they ran it through, and that um, it is hold on, there ought to be a law. I'm and, just a bill. <laughs> You got it. Uh, and when that happens now in the United States and you know that you are infected with AIDS and you do something to jeopardize somebody else's life that they could possibly become infected, you can be cited for um, attempted murder. There you go. I'm, I'm having a really hard time being against this. <laughs> Everybody in the United States was for it. That's why it passed so easily. Mm, mm. Tastes, so Tastes like... Common sense. I, I like it. <laughs> All right. Moving right along. Uh, now, this isn't something uh, that's in my stack when I sit down to uh, to take a toosie, as it were, and I reach for the uh, magazines. I uh, don't get that practice, man. Well, You're, I mean, let's just be honest. House. I scroll my phone like every other <laughs> sane American. But for those of you that have a subscription to Glamour UK, maybe for our friends across the pond uh you might have found this uh when you reached for 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 your magazines during your morning glory as it were logan brown a pregnant transgender man is on the cover of glamour magazine and i do exist he says and so do others brother si sister what i don't even know what i'm supposed to say and that's the thing that makes me the angriest about these stories <laughs> nobody is arguing that you don't exist i can see you in, in fact i wish I could see less of you. I really is, do. Is, 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 he, is, is he really, is he really pregnant? pregnant? Is she, well, first, or I, is that, I is hate that, the fact that, that, that you just said gut. that sentence. Is, it, is, is that, that just, is a, that beer just a beer gut? gut? Yes, I this mean, individual I mean, named Logan Brown, a 27-year-old writer, is pregnant. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so that makes him, that makes a, female. him a female. Nailed it. And so did somebody else. That is not as not as That is not as not a dude. That's the point. As a woman. As a woman. That haircut though. That haircut doesn't look good on anybody. I don't care. Uh, what, what? Oh, what is this? Oh no! Oh, oh, oh no! You mean oh, sorry. you mean? Sorry. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Oh, that was an accident. Who put that there? Stop doing that. Bad computer. Excuse me. Excuse me. Wasn't that wasn't movie that a comedy? <laughs> Oh, for those of you just listening, I, it was a picture of uh, Junior with Arnold Schwarzenegger, also a fantastic movie. It, it, I like how that flickered through. Yeah. How did you do that? I don't know. It just, anyway. It, that one picture of, of Glamour went down, and that just flashed, and it was then weird. it came back. I don't know. I, uh, one, one would think it might have been planned that sure? way, but I promise you it wasn't. I promise you this is completely organic here. It, it, your 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 computer's. Possessed. I'm gonna have to. I'm That's gonna have the problem is. I'm gonna have to have a talk about the person that runs the teleprompter. Oh, let's talk to our staff. There yes. you go. Blame, let's, let's blame it on the staff. I'm blaming it on the staff. <laughs> somebody, somebody is getting a negative evaluation. 
All right, <laughs> moving right along. He is not the Second Amendment hero that we need, but he may just be the one that we deserve. Uh, so I can. I, I, I'm just going to read this one straight. All right. I'm going to try to keep a straight face. Uh, Hunter Biden, to claim Second Amendment, protects his right to own a gun while addicted to crack. Report! Thank you, Independent Journal Review. You know, I'm really glad that this individual found the Second Amendment. I'm, I really am. I'm really glad. It's there for you, just like it's it's there for the rest of us. But I'm going to tell you right well, not now. When not he's when he's high. high. Oh, man. The fact that I just wish I could have been a a fly on the wall during the meeting where all these lawyers were sitting around and they're like, how in the world are we going to get the president's son off of this, uh, off of this, off of this uh, gun, you know, this gun charge. Oh, man. And they're just spitballing. And some guy's in the background and he's like throwing a football against the ceiling. And then it like it goes, you know, askew, as it were, and it hits a, a copy of the Bill of Rights that happens to be hanging on the wall. <laughs> and all of a sudden, they're all just like, by George, I have you guys have you guys read this thing? <laughs> it's right. It's right here. It says he has the right to bear arms. <laughs> the whole he, time. He had his shirt off, didn't he? Oh. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, you know, I, I've even heard rumors. I've even heard rumors that he might be starting a uh, a gun tube channel. You know, a pro two A YouTube channel. So that would be pretty cool because I I I bet that that content's fitting to be lit. <laughs> and I one hundred percent would subscribe to see. I you know I, somebody's going to take off laughing and then somebody's going to snort and then uh, we're going to have problems. Well, anyway, snorting is what got us these problems in the first place. That's how we got here. All right, all right. Uh, all right. So that's a uh, little bit different this week. Um, we usually try to end the week on the high note in the week on uh, something a little humorous, but this week I wanted to send you guys out with uh, what is going to be a little bit of a somber uh, tone, but really wanted to give this individual uh, the recognition that they deserved and their story had a profound impact on my life. I don't want to bury the lead uh, too far, so I'm just going to bring you guys over here. Um Rick Holt, uh, Boston Marathon icon, dies at 61, one of the most inspirational heroes. Uh, if you guys hadn't heard of Team Hoyt, uh, is a father and son marathon team. The son triathlon, triathlon, triathlete. Yes, triathletes, not just. Yes, these guys, these guys are beasts. Yeah, well, well uh, the, the, dad the dad. No, was, I mean they, was, they absolutely, they absolutely both were. Uh, and, and I didn't even realize until reading through this article, but it was when Rick Hoyt, uh, as a young man, diagnosed with a cerebral palsy. Uh, told his dad that he wanted to run in a marathon uh, to raise money in a charity for another individual that also had a debilitating disease. Uh, and that, that just really hit me. So his dad, uh, Dick Hoyt Sr., mm -hmm, mm -hmm, uh, yep, decided yep. that he would push his son in the marathon in order to raise money for not his son, right, who had cerebral palsy, but this other individual, and they did. And then 
uh, it was at the end of this race that Rick told his father, you know, when we're running, I don't feel like I'm handicapped. And so that's all that his dad needed to hear. Uh, and after that, they participated. Let me see if I can't find it. Uh, in over 1,000 races together, which doesn't just include the Boston Marathon, some of the more, uh, some of the more, uh, the marathons that you've heard of here in the United States, uh, but also includes races such as the Ironman Triathlon uh, Tri in, Hawaii, in Hawaii, which, it, which mm -hmm. is largely considered one of the most grueling. Uh, mm -hmm. races in the world uh, and they participated in that one more than once uh, so uh, from us here at common freaking sense uh, to the Hoyt family we wish you condolences and wanted to let you know uh, that your story made a profound it's impact on our lives and wanted to wish you fair winds and following seas Yes, absolutely. One of the things that you didn't mention about it um, that I wanted to throw in there is he started the category um, when, when he started racing with Rick and pushing him around. They opened up a category in many races uh, for the handicapped to come in and participate. You know, we we give them all the Special Olympics and all the other things. And and uh, these people are going, no, no, I I. I want to pay my entry. I want to race with everybody else. I realize that I'm handicapped. I realize I'm not going to win. But as we all know, those marathons really for a lot of people aren't about uh, when, being number one. It's just about crossing the finish line. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, um, and so then when you talk about the marathons, uh, that is a grueling race of 26 miles. But then turn around and talk about the triathlons. And you have to have the special bikes and, and all of that. And Dick, the my inspiration as a dad is that that's the love between a father and a son. And, um, it, it, um, I I've got both legs. I got everything. All my kids are healthy. It was one of the things that inspired me to make me be there for my guys. Um, because this father was there for his son and his son couldn't do it and had all those kinds of things. Well, my sons are healthy. So what's the distance that I have to go to be there for my guys? That's what it taught me. All right, guys, the time has come for us to keep the main thing, the main thing. This is how we go out each week, give you guys something that you can chew on and a way to keep you closer to God. Uh, keep those fires burning. Uh, this week... Got an interesting one for you, and that is, did you guys know that uh, being nice isn't necessarily something Jesus commanded us to do? <laughs> All right, let's talk about it. Okay, so, you know, a lot of people, I'm going to say something up front, and then we'll dive straight into the scripture. Uh, but a lot of people, especially in modern Christianity, they, I, in my opinion, have confused niceness for kindness. Now we're going to talk about kindness and the scripture that we're going to pull up today, but it's very important to understand that the definition of the word kind that scripture uses is not is, is nowhere near the definition of the word nice, right? Which is which has become like a modern interpretation of it. And the idea of being nice, right? We all like that. You know, it's like, well, I don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. I want them to feel good about Aww. themselves. So I'll be I'll be nice to them, right? But is being nice and being kind 
explained really the same thing. No so, trophies. Everybody gets a ribbon. <laughs> and so, there's no first place. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Everybody succeeds. Uh, all right. Anyway, so here, <laughs> here we go. Well, it's uh, the confusion you're talking you're about. Talking about. No, 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 you're, you're absolutely right. So we're going to jump into uh, Galatians chapter 5 this week, and I'm going to begin reading in verse 13. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love, for the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. I think Jesus said that, right? If yep, you yep. bite and devour each other, watch out, for you will be destroyed by each other. So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other. So that you do not, uh, excuse me, so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now, the acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Come on now, Paul, it's getting a little, getting a little hot in here. But the mm -hmm. fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, mm -hmm. peace, mm -hmm. forbearance. Mm -hmm. Some of you guys might have heard patience before in other versions. Kindness, mm -hmm. goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying each other. All right. Praise God. So just a couple of things that I want to pull out of that scripture this week is that, you know, I, it, I grew up, uh, as, uh, as a pastor's kid. Right. And with that comes the idea for a long time, uh, especially when I was first in the military, uh, out from underneath my father's house, this idea that like, Hey man, I grew up reading the Bible stories. I know the Bible stories. And when I would hear pastors preach on Sunday mornings or, or be convicted to go read my Bible or told I needed to go read my Bible. I'd be like, dude, I've read it a hundred times. I know what it means. I know the part. Oh, what are you going to tell me this week about Jesus? And, you know, when he told the parable about the lost son, yeah, I got it. You know, been there, done that. But I can truly say, I can truly say, now I'm, now I'm getting hot in here. I'm sorry, guys. Right. But I can truly, I can truly say this is one of those scriptures that when I went back and read this, uh, it was a couple months ago. I was working my way through Galatians when I came up with this, and it was you see the juxt the ju juxtaposition. There's a two yeah. <laughs> he can be taught. Name that reference. All right, you can when you juxtapose the fruits of the spirit on one side, and you have the well, you know, the fruits of the flesh. I guess let's call them on the other. Uh, you guys tell me, right? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying to, to name a name. But just you guys tell me if you've met somebody or have have an instance where it's like you 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 know, you know, it's I'm just going to say everybody gets a person in their head when they start reading this list. Right. They're like, oh, yeah, I know that guy. I know that guy. Right. And I've right? seen that guy. Right? But it's uh, sexual immorality. Hello. Impurity. 
uh, debauchery, idolatry, and witchcraft. And it's important to understand that when we say that, anything can be an idol, guys. Anything that takes the place of God can be an idol. Um, hatred, discord, jealousy, people that are, I mean, you can't even get on the internet. You can't even, like, wish somebody a happy birthday on, on social media these days without drawing up some kind of discord. I mean, it's just absolutely ridiculous. Jealousy. Fits of rage. You ever been talking with somebody and all of a sudden you're trying to communicate an idea and they do that thing where they just, like, gallop off into the sunset with a banner raised high about, you know, insert uh, you know, cause. current, yeah, current cause causes here. talking point here, you mm -hmm. know, and they just mm -hmm. fly off in fits of rage, and you're like, where in the world did that come from? It seems so out of. Well, look at this list, man. Selfish ambition, dissensions, factions. You know, it's us versus them, right? On on every single thing, envy, drunkenness. Hello, talking to me. I got you, Paul. Okay. Orgies and the like, right? Uh, everybody knows this person. Uh, take a look in the mirror. You probably were this person at some point. Let me, I'm just going to say it. I have been, we all have been. Um, but the fruits of the spirit guys, uh, are, if you take these and flip the coin, it's the opposite side of each of the others that I just read. Right. When you talk about love, joy, and peace, uh, it's uh, the opposite side of those factions and the opposite side of of that uh, the discord, right? Is that love because love bears all things, right? It, go find that scripture, First Corinthians 13, right? Uh, the joy, the peace. I don't get dragged down with envy and I don't get dragged down uh, with, with all of these other things that would seek to consume me because I have true joy. And it, you guys, if you meet somebody that truly has joy, you'll know. You'll know because you'll want some of it. You'll immediately be like, I, whatever that guy's on, I want some of that. <laughs> you know, uh, forbearance, right, or patience, the ability to wait for something. Waiting and doing nothing are not the same thing. And what do you get when you pray for patience? <laughs> Children. <Don't you? laughs> Dad, why did you name me patience? All right. Yeah. Uh, we actually then, have a patience then, handbrock, by the way. You oh, know that, right? oh, I did not know that. Sorry, yes. you just got blasted on the internet. Um, <laughs> and then, the, and then the one that I really want to key in on, guys, right here, the kindness. Right, you have kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Uh, kindness is not the same as niceness. Right, doing something that is good and kind for somebody because you truly care about them, you truly care about their well-being, is not the same as being nice to them. If you go see a doctor, I'm going to say this and then I'll turn it over to you for your thoughts. You go see a doctor, the doctor does the good and kind thing for you and he will tell you or she will tell you the things that you're doing that are uh, bad for your health and that you need to stop them. That is the good and kind thing. What they won't do is go... Oh, you know, if you like eating nothing but junk food and never getting off the couch, if that's what makes you happy, right? That's it, being nice. That is being nice because it doesn't hurt your feelings, but that 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 it does nothing for you, and that is not what uh, the different. That is the difference between kindness, true kindness, and niceness. Sometimes to be kind, to do the good and kind thing for somebody you will have to hurt their feelings. There is just no way around that. But if you have the fruits of the Spirit, what Paul is telling us, especially that love, because love and kindness go hand in hand, if you truly love somebody and you want to do what's best for them, and you truly want to do the good and kind thing for them, then sometimes you're not going to be nice to them. Insert 
most times that Jesus ever talked to the Pharisees. And I do want to leave off with this. And just remember, guys, Jesus was killed for the things that he said. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on this scripture? Um, well, while you were doing that, there was a song that just came back to my mind from 98 Degrees, might not necessarily be, you know, which was a boy band back in the 90s. Um, he's laughing. Um, but the song, the hardest thing I ever had to do, you know, was was to be cruel because I'm in love with somebody else. They're in love with me. And if I give my heart away and I keep playing around and flirting around with you, I'm going to destroy this beautiful thing that I have and I'm going to ruin your life, too. And so the one phrase that comes out, sometimes you got to be cruel to be kind. It's said right in the middle of the song, you know, you got to be cruel to be kind. And that is such a foreign concept. In it, there is honesty. In it, there is truth. That's, it feels like it's cruel because you're having to do something that is hard, that may hurt. But what you're doing is kind because you are presenting truth. That's and truth is at the core is at the core of all of this, and of course, um, that 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 is so huge. Um, I'm I'm with a new organization right now, and this is one of the main things that they are are hinging their ministry on. My job give them, is give to, them a shout out. We can shout them out, right? Love Inc. There's a it's a national organization uh, with local affiliates. I am the executive director of the local affiliate of uh, Love Inc. of Southwood County uh, in Wisconsin, and um, that that's that's what I'm doing right now. The concept behind it, what was stolen from us uh, in the uh, Great Deal. Uh, we went down the line where the federal government started doing the work of the church, and that was the work of the church was to um, uh, help people, but in that help, show them Jesus Christ in order to bring them in to uh, have the uh, allow God to change their lives so that they would not be the same. That change, that effective change through the work of salvation would raise them up. They would no longer want to be sloven. It would change their character, their personality, get rid of being a thief, turn away from the alcohol, put their life back into a situation where they're beautiful, productive, and it's all because of their faith in Christ. Well, love in Christ, or um, uh, love Inc., love in the name of Christ, that's what Inc. stands for, I-N-C, in the name of Christ. What we're saying as churches, let's get let's get back to that totally resistant idea. And what is happening, it's verse 25. The churches are not staying in step with the Spirit. This is the greatest tool that we have for God to use us to set men free of all kinds of bondages, the bondages of the problems of their heart, the bondages of the culture, where so they quit blaming somebody else and go, look, it's actually on me. And then 
us, what we're doing is rallying the church going, you make that realization, you turn to Jesus Christ, let's help you up. I'm not going to hand you out something, but what I am going to do is when I see you keep making each positive uh, step for yourself, I'm going to support you underneath that step. So as you're climbing that ladder, we'll put the support under you so that you can, and that you can become self-sufficient and raise yourself up as God would, because God wants you to have freedom. You want freedom? This is the greatest way to have freedom, not be in debt or entangled to somebody else's handouts. Come on now. Come on now. Uh, and and that's what this organization does. I've been I didn't know this organization was out there. I've been doing this ever since I got out of social work when I was in my 20s because I watched what it did to families and the bondage it kept them in just because they kept doling out checks. Well, don't don't go do this. Don't go do that. You'll lose this. You'll lose Medicaid. You'll end up losing your uh, I think it was called AFC checks at the time, you know, a, a family thing that you could get um, uh, from the federal government. You could end up losing it all. Um, so stay right where you are and we'll pay for it. Um, lower income housing. Uh, when I worked in Cincinnati, I dealt so much with lower income housing. Don't get a job or you won't get housing and don't get married because if you have a spouse, you can't get housing. And I'll tell you the third thing, have children. The more children you have and string it out, the more that will pay you. Do you realize what I just asked for you to do? Go against all the morality of the Bible. Have all kinds of children out of marriage. Have Don't have a husband. Don't do that and be a family. And we'll take care of you for the rest of your life. Well, I mean, what they're saying is government will be your dad, will be your husband, will be... Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And so I'm with an organization that is saying, let's, you know what, we actually want to set you free so that you can be what God created you to be. And I'm, I'm, I'm very proud to be a part of this. My job is to rally the churches around that idea. And I have churches that are resistant because, <laughs> because they are not keeping in step with the spirit. Well, there you Toss have it, it guys. Yeah, there you have it, guys. Keeping the main thing the main thing. Being kind and being nice are not the same thing. And if we are to stay in step with the Spirit, then we need to live by the words that are written in the Word of God. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us this week. Uh, mm -hmm. Thursday nights at 9 p.m. We will be dropping these episodes. We have decided that is going to be our schedule moving forward, and we are excited to announce it. So if you guys like what you heard this week on Common Sense, if you're able to sit down and forget how crazy things were out there for just a little bit, and maybe we made you laugh, give you something to chew on, then go ahead, like, subscribe, share this video with somebody that may enjoy watching it, share it with somebody that uh, it may piss them off. <laughs> we don't care. Everybody's money's green. We'll take the clicks. It's fine. Absolutely. I'll, I'll take we'll take the bad ones too. That's 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 what we're here for. Thank you guys so much. See you next week. Bye everybody.